Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today I'm sitting down with Brandon Bing. I met him about a year ago when Sean Stemley rolled through Vegas, played Stoney's Rock and Country during NFR. This time, get a phone call. A couple days before PBR, and guess what, folks? Brandon Bing back in town, getting ready to sit down on his own podcast to interview some PBR writers. But we get to talk whiskey, music, solar, and so much more. That should be enough hype, right? Let's get to know Brandon Bing. Special days. Capo fishing NASCAR in old sand days. You're my superhero dressed in you. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. I'm on fire this week with these. Brandon being back in Vegas. Yeah. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate you, brother. What are you doing in Vegas, man? PBR. I, I should say, I should say, why am I in Vegas? Why am I not in Vegas? But uh yeah, PBR. So um my buddy uh, Kevin Pohl and I were going to be uh, shooting for the uh, Stampede Series um, championship for the next three days. So, is it? He's. Are you doing? Are you, what What are you doing here? Are you? So, yeah, are you so singing? Be, are you? No, no. I'm actually. Well, I'm going to be doing. Um, I did the inaugural. I shot content in Nashville a year ago for uh, the PBR series when they brought it over to the Bridgestone Arena. Okay. And so we did that, and then everything went good, and then they asked me to come back, you know, so I came back this past August. It was the inaugural, like, team uh, bull riding. Okay. So they did the uh, Nashville's uh, inaugural Stampede Days. So what did you do for that? So when I did in there, we shot content. I did uh, podcasting. So okay. So what was really interesting is, like, I had never done it before, and then I got to do my first podcast. So I was like, what am I going to name this damn podcast? And I was like... Well, I guess I'll name it, you know, my thing's Hoss Nation, so Hoss Nation Podcast was born. Are they interviews, or are you just talking yeah. about the event? No, I did a legitimate interview. Uh, Ryan Dirt Eater actually was the bull rider I had a chance to um, interview this past August. It was, uh, he's from Hobart, Oklahoma, 12-time, um, you know, qualifier in the PBR, and wow. also he's the uh, 2016 bull riding champion. Holy shit, So it was, uh, it was definitely a little bit, uh, I guess, nerves kind of going around. You know, at first we're sitting there in this... Uh, PBR tractor supply show trailer, you know, little setup just kind of like this, but you know, looking right out into the heart of uh, Broadway, right? Full PA, just everybody walking around hearing this, and I'm like, oh, that's shit. a little intense, man. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I could do that. Like we've talked about, uh, as we grow um, as the Stonies and and maybe restructure ourselves for what we're doing in a place that we're at, building glass walls so people could see what we're doing. But that, yeah. I don't. I'm sure it, with time you would probably sit back and go, "All right, I don't even see these people exactly. and just do your thing." But yeah, I don't know if I could do it down Broadway because at any given time there's thousands of people down there, man. Yeah, I mean that was the biggest thing for me, and I was just like, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't know. Sure, you just don't know. It was like so many unknowns. This is the safest for me because I can say fuck if I want to, and I say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not alone. I say it too. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. So, you've got music. Mm -hmm. You just dropped some stuff. Uh, I believe you said September. Yeah, September 30th. Uh, I dropped my debut album. It was. It's called Huckleberry. Okay. And um, man, it's been a long time coming. Over the last few years, you know, I've been releasing music since 2019. And then obviously we went through COVID and all that stuff. And what's COVID? To, yeah, you mean everyone got the exist. flu? Everyone well, got yeah. the flu. That That's way. what they call it, right? <laughs> hey, I'm from Florida, so trust me, uh, it's another strand of the flu. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When we get done with this, I'll show you a picture. We do a lot of uh, um, um, political events there. Uh, I would say 99.99999 percent of them are Republican. Actually, all of them are. But DeSantis was actually here. Dude, I gotta tell you, this is sidebar. I haven't posted it yet, but. Uh, we work with, I got a solar company with my buddy Steve in Florida, All-American Solar. And um, it was during Country Kicks Cancer, not Country Kicks Cancer, I just played that, I'm sorry, I'm getting my uh, things all swapped You do up. too much shit. It was, yeah, just like you do. It was uh, Country Thunder. Okay. So Country Thunder was going on, and it was the week before last, DeSantis showed up to um, the Country Thunder event, and right before Morgan went on there, and... He came up on stage, and my solar company has a, uh, you know, partnership with uh, K92 Country Radio. So, all of a sudden, you see the big old, like, jumbotron-like things. Right. And you see All-American Solar and DeSantis mm -hmm. sitting there speaking with my... Our ad did not. Something was like going on with the actual. Uh, I did not. I worked it, out perfect. And it did. <laughs> it was like, and everybody's like, "Dude, it's literally 
your company while DeSantis is talking. I'm like, fuck yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, nothing. dude. That's no. He was here, and uh, I took a picture with him, and I believe Adam Laxalt was here, who's uh, someone that's running here as as a Republican for Senate here. Okay. And uh, I posted a picture on on my story, and the amount of people oh, yeah. that had something to say, both sides of the fence, yeah. and they're like, fuck that guy, and a lot of people were like, hell yes, yeah. but... I don't know, the world we live in. Anyway, that's yeah, not what anyway, we're talking no, about. No, you're Let's good. go back to the fun stuff. Sure. You released an EP? Uh, no, full-length full album. How many songs? Ten songs. Ten songs. Yeah, it was... Um, long it, time coming. Long time, three and a half years. Shed work. Shit balls. Yeah. Unsigned, indie? Mm-hmm, 100%. No publishing? No, I own my own uh, I own my own entity, Dirty Bird South Music, to, Beautiful. to uh, protect all of my creative rights and my masters and, um, you know, copyright all my music and stuff like that. So I am under BMI, um, for, uh, you know, publishing as far as, you know, composition and um, arrangement on vocals. So Beautiful. It helps me a lot. You know, I, I definitely, being, an being a serial entrepreneur just like yourself, it's like being an artist is like, I think so many people that are talented musicians, the one thing that they lack to understand is that this is a business. 100%. Simple. And if you're not willing to cut your teeth and, you know, really understand the process of what it takes to create a model and build a business and build a brand and market yourself. Listen, I can sell shit to a dog I sell an Eskimo. It ain't that hard to sell yourself. Right. If, people, if you know, if you believe in it, yeah. ain't nothing. Well, if you want to sit there and be, you know, uh, woke or a fake country, you know, person or something like that, trying to emulate and live a lifestyle that you don't come from, you know, talk about, you know, dirt roads and, you know, flatbeds and, well, you know, 10 legs. I mean, we could do that all day. Or we can tell real stories about what you've been through, tried and true, and right. give people the vulnerable side of you. You're talking like a mockingbird, right? Hey, come on. Dude, have you listened to that tune? I did. Do you want to talk about Hardy? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit balls. So... I listened to the beginning of that. I liked it. I didn't go through the whole song. Don't know why. Uh, we started playing it on Country AF Radio, and I was sitting here with Heath Sanders on Monday, mm -hmm. and he asked me about the song. And I told him I got to go back and re-listen to it again. And I can't stop listening to it because... It's a, unique trans it's a very unique transition. Well, not only that, but lyrically, it's, mm -hmm. it's exactly... I sat here with Cody Johnson three years ago, and he told me about every door he knocked on. Mm -hmm. Knocked on, knocked on. And mm -hmm. every one of them did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Got to change your shirt. Got yep. to change your hat. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to Mockingbird and the Crow, and I was like, holy shitballs, because he yeah. just pretty much went like Fuck this. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Big time. And uh, I appreciate that more than anything, because yeah. it's real. <clears throat> it's just real. You know, it's funny. Uh, I don't have that record you know, on, on my project, but the, you know, when you get a chance to listen through the, the, uh, the album, the last track that I have on there is called three chords and a cliche. Okay. And that was my fuck you just like his, but, um, you know, uh, I came up with that song probably about a year, year and a half ago. And as I was going through the process of making this, this project, I had to figure out like, you know, what was I trying to convey? And, you know, my, uh, my, the end of the song, I said, you know, uh, Fiddler, you know, let these uh, puppets hear you play your tune. And it was just like a call out. And then my, my chorus was the same thing. It was uh, all the greats play three chords and all of them say things you can't say anymore. You fake wannabes, your bullshit ways. You play nothing but three chords in a fucking cliche. Wow. And it was just like. It's a shirt. You know, it is what it is. You it's know? Al yeah, it's already a song, but that needs to go on. A just keep, keep it simple. Yeah, three chords and a cliche. So you got music. Solar. Mm -hmm. You got a whiskey. That's it. Bang tail. So, so like, uh, serial entrepreneur, what would be your dream? Like, what's the one thing that you'd like to, like, really progress at if you had to get rid of everything and just pick one? Between all three? Yeah. And everything else that you might do that we don't know about. Dang. Take that gigolo shit out of there. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> got to pick uh, one, man. Like, what's your passion? People. Yeah? Yeah, I love people, man. I, um, you know... I, I don't. I'm the opposite of that. I try and get away from as many of them as I can. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I feel the same way in some aspects. Like you want to get away, but I love the engagement of being able to have. Like I love being a songwriter and, a, and an artist for two reasons. I like to be a songwriter because I get to be vulnerable and authentic, and I get to be raw and uncut, and I get to be intentional with the lyrics and the songs. But then as an artist, you get to you know, create this experience and you create this performance and you connect emotionally with people and they feel it and they're holding on to every word. And when you yeah. see them singing it back, it's the most gratifying feeling even over them buying a shirt or a hat or a bottle of whiskey. Sure. You know, the whiskey is uh, the same thing, man. Like, you know, under the whiskey, it's like I have the opportunity to have a product that supports my local farmers back in Florida where I'm from. I get to have a product that people get to have a nightcap or after a long day or enjoy with their buddies or their family on a barbecue or just sitting on that front porch swapping stories. Like, all these things are, like, things that we grew up on, you know. And I just miss 
I grew up in the 90s, so for me, it's like I miss the element of just going with the, with the flow and, and, and enjoying the moment versus trying to always be so, like, forward and progressive about it, you know? It's a crazy world we live in today because in saying that, um, we live in a social world where when I was a kid, if they knew you were home, they'd either call your house phone that it was either busy or not, or they'd see the bike out front. But now it's everybody knows your every move, and I and I constantly struggle with what to share, what not to share. But I'm on a different level than y'all because when you guys get out there as musicians and artists and you guys are sharing way more stuff than I do, but that's your job now, Yeah, which is not the 90s. It's not the 80s. I just sat here with Avriana last week, week and a half ago, 18 years old, gets a deal at 17, moves to Nashville, uh, has a song blow up in a, in a social world, and now she's out on the road. And you're like, one of the questions I asked her is, you know, where's your childhood? What happened to that? Where are you at with that at peace with yourself? And it was really neat to hear her response of there's things that she definitely misses because she said a lot of people she went to school with are in this place where their world is their high school buddies. And she's not in that element anymore. Yeah. So she might miss some of it, but the reality is is she's got a step foot on them all. I mean, a step forward on them all because yeah. she's already started her career. Yeah. But you look at growing up in the 90s, how did, I guess let's go back. Is it music or is it whiskey? That if you had to get rid of one of them and like just do one for you for the the rest of your life, um, it'd be music. Be music. Yeah, it'd be music because you know the whiskey I created. The whiskey. My mom's from Kentucky. I have a lot of family roots on that side from Kentucky, and I wanted something that was a correlation to you know my family's roots as sure. well as me being a big connoisseur of whiskey and bourbon. Um, but then with Hoss Nation, my fan base, you know, it's I wanted to have a product that was part of you know my base of fans my community and the village we're building like that's why i came about and that's what it stood for um and then it just like has different elements that go to like obviously like the pbr stuff bangtail a wild mustang horse and rodeo in general is a bangtail so there's a correlation there so it allows me to have these little like uh niche pockets or little channels that i can do other things and expose people to other things that like make me me well, eventually, this stuff sells well enough. You'll just have your own tour based on your own whiskey. That's and just it. Kill Bangtail it. tour. I mean, that's the goal. That's double marketing yourself and your whiskey. Yeah. The Haas Nation, the Haas Nation tour presented by Bangtail Whiskey, period. Right. Why not? Yeah. Own it all. I know the guys, um, Moonshine Bandits, they just came in not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And their bass player, I've known forever because he grew up here in Vegas yeah. back in the music scene. He came in and was going to bring, wanted to bring his own whiskey. And I'm like, bro, I can't do that. Like, I can't, I can't put my own aside for. I just just doesn't make sense, but I love what they're doing because they're out there and they're promoting a brand. I don't believe it's theirs per se. It might yeah, be someone. Yeah, label. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember like exactly what 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 it, I have it in my office, but um, but the idea behind it is why not? I mean, it's no different than selling a T-shirt, if you ask me. Sure. It's a little bit way more involved, but mm -hmm. the end of the day is you're still selling merch that pushes yourself. Exactly. Think about it, the whiskey that's different than a merch, like a regular like T-shirt or hat. You buy a bottle of whiskey. Well, what goes in? is gone and it yeah. goes out well you got to do it again right you got to so, replenish it right yeah so yeah. depending on you... how many times you wash your t-shirt exactly <laughs> <laughs> might might be the same thing yeah so like rest of the year you're in town for pbr you're shooting mm -hmm. are you shooting strictly for this or are no. you doing another podcast thing, no or? we're going to be doing so actually you know this evening uh i got to get over there like 5 45 we got um check-ins today and then go through the media room get everything prepped there's going to be um pre you know uh rodeo pre-pbr like first round um you know uh, content that we have to do and then it'll be the first round of all this for this championship this weekend and then there's going to be press conferences that we do questions after each night are you interviewing yeah, again i'm doing oh, that and beautiful then, so i don't know who yet but they're going to give me sure and then we'll um set that up and then i'll do another one just like i did with ryan dirt eater and then everything else will be additional content to build around PBR Tractor Supply and all the other sponsors and the and the different teams underneath the uh, the Stampede series. That's pretty badass. So I'm man. excited, man. It's um something that is it's, it's never work when it's something that you enjoy. And sure. being from where I'm at in Sam Sula, Florida, like we're nothing but you know cattlemen and and, and rodeo. I mean, that's that's what Florida in the rural parts of Florida, outside of the beaches and Disney, that a lot of people don't get to experience. That's what it is, and so. When I had the opportunity to, you know, collaborate with them um, through PBR and NFR and stuff like that, um, 
it was a it was an awesome opportunity. So I just want to grow it as big as I can. You ever ride a bull? Uh, I have not physically ridden a bull. I do ride mechanical bulls. I've That's been, not the same. Fucking I've been thing. on a bull, like <laughs> I've been on a physical bull before, but not to ride. I actually was almost uh, horned by a bull at my great um, uncle Pookie's ranch in South Carolina um, back in Aiken when I was like five years old. I was with my grandma and my aunt Margaret, and uh, I was out there on their ranch, and I went up to a calf, and uh, the mother started like bellowing, and then the bull literally. I had a red T-shirt on. Oh boy! Like no bullshit, and everybody sitting there like talking, and I'm over here. I climbed over the thing into the pen. And this freaking bull just just charges me full on, and just like drool just slosh out of his mouth, like racks the side of the sh- like the whole gate. And they grabbed me by my britches and yanked me over. My heart was almost out of my chest, probably halfway down the road. I like I like the people that when you I went to PBR last year. I went yeah. to one of the nights and um, just watching it was fun. And then I like sit back and I think, man, these guys, their balls are huge, man. They really huge. are because to get on one of those things, first of all, I mean, I don't even know how the fuck you do that, but to to get to a point that you're gonna ride and risk your life per se in something like that, to me is just. That's a whole nother level of man, and mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near that. I don't. I mean, you can give me a million bucks, I probably still wouldn't do it. I mean, the thing is, like that I respect so much about him is, you know, first off, I mean, I'm 260 pounds, so my weight and my height, being six foot, 260, like that just doesn't correlate to bull riding. But uh, you know, these guys are, you know, five, you know, five, they're two, little dudes, five, five, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like a jockey in yeah. a sense, and they're about 115, 130, 140 pounds soaking wet. And to see them get on the, the resilience that they have, but just the dismounts to me are the most impressive. I I can't get past the clown dude, the oh, one that travels yeah. with it all. Yeah. I mean, I like watching Rodeo him. clowns, man. Yeah, and they screw around a lot too, and they put dude, themselves and they in some. And, and some of them get hurt, man. I, no I, thanks. I, I saw a guy, one of the uh, you know bullfighters, last time when we were there. He literally got hoofed. Like he came out, the bull turned, and the three guys like kind of cornered to get him back down the the, the chute. To run out into the um, into the hallway, and he literally came around. The bull came up, went and just hit him right in the cheek, like right below his orb, and it was it was done. Like it was no thanks. It was not a good experience to watch. I don't think so either. Let's talk about music again. Let's get back yeah. to it again. What has been your highlight so far in your career with music? Like, what's 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 the one thing you look at so far that you just said, "Yeah, man, this is this is the reason why I'm doing this." Yeah. So, um, you know, some of these shows that I've played, um, I had a chance uh, last year. It was the 20th anniversary, and this is kind of crazy, like how time goes by, right? I was, I was in um, seventh grade, I think it was 2000. Yeah, it was seventh grade, 2001. So it was the, um, I was in band class in my drum section and 9-11 happened. And I just remember sitting in there that morning and like, they just like stopped everything. Right. And it was watching these planes just hit these buildings. And then fast forward, you know, 20 years later to have the opportunity after something like I was in music class when it happened and then I get to be at the Apopka Amphitheater in Florida for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, performing in front of all those first responders, right. combat veterans, and everybody else, law enforcement. Like, that was... That's pretty badass. It was... Uh, it meant the world to me, man, like, because they're... They were so just, like, appreciative. I, like, they, they, they were so engaged with the lyrics. And when I got off the stage, I just remember the amount of people coming up to me like I had a sheriff give me a challenge coin I had another marine like I had kids coming up to me like parents with their kids that were like four or five eight years old stuff like that like and it was just like the impact it had after what they sacrificed right and I was like I do so much with our with our military too I had the opportunity last year alongside Richard Petty on behalf of like NASCAR with uh, the Bikes for Kids Foundation Bob Crumroy um, in that group to do a song for a children's book for Title One schools called uh, Far Away Soldier. Got picked up by the USO. And um, it led into an opportunity at Greensboro. I met with Richard at the Victory Junction and Petty's Garage in Randleman, North Carolina. We went to Greensboro. A few months later, I wound up going to this uh, Wounded Warrior um, gathering, like uh, dinner, like charity function. And now next week I'll be uh, – they you know, invited me to play TBC Sawgrass, which is freaking awesome because I love golf and it's in my backyard being from Florida. Um, but at the same time, I get to perform on behalf of the Wounded Warrior Benefit Concert. It's badass. And, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to North Carolina next week. 
Oh, are you? I'm going to uh, the Greenfield Amphitheater. Awesome. In Wilmington. Never yeah, yeah, yeah. been. Never, Me neither. Never been, but uh, I'm going there. You know uh, Dylan Carmichael? Yes, yeah, my buddy. So. I was just with, I was just with him and uh, Shayla, and uh, we were doing my buddy Kyle and, and Lou. They have a, a a cool farm that we go to out in uh, Goodlettsville, and uh, it's kind of like our decompression, you know? Right. And uh, it was literally was it last week? Man, these days go by so quick. Yeah, literally a week ago, we're out there doing a this big old um, you know bonfire, and uh, Dylan and Shayla had just gotten married, you know, and uh, you know we're out there just barbecuing just cutting up everybody just group us we pulled a you know uh track you know a little um stage trailer brought some lights out and everybody's just up there picking tunes playing having fire drinking just catching up and it's just so nice to just be in those spots where you're just out in the middle of nowhere right you're away from everybody like you like to be away from it's true and uh man i, I love dylan man he's he's super talented uh He's he's with uh, my buddies Mitchell Timpenny and Megan Patrick, you know, under Riser and all that. And yep. Coffee Anderson and all good friends of mine and, and good uh, old Cappy now too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Cappy and uh, and then uh, it's just crazy like watching everybody. You know, we're on the road so much, and um, you know, you just you spend more time, I guess, when you're out on the road with each other sometimes than you do when you're at home back in Nash. That's fair. Their uh, yeah. their drummer is a buddy of mine, uh, Brian Collins. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And I have a, I have a good relationship with him. I have a great relationship with Dylan as well. Him and I actually. So, needless to say, next Friday he's doing a fundraiser for for Brian's mom because uh, she's okay. got cancer and they're raising money. And they asked, "Where's me to, that at here?" I know uh, it's in Greenfield. Oh, in, uh, no, in uh, Wilmington. Wilmington. That's the one you're doing in Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So I'm cool. flying out to Raleigh and then uh, I'm going to drive. Kakalaki. I've never been. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm going to stay there a week, so I'm going to get some plus and minus out of the show. But they asked me to come out and MC the event, so I was like. Like, fuck yeah, I'll come out and do that. Like Hell that's yeah. that's what it's all about is finding some way to give back. And they were like, We'll fly you out. I'm like, I'll get myself there. Yeah. Give me your give me a room for a night or two and I'll take for care sure. of the rest. So flying out on Tuesday, I'll be back back in town here on the following Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to going out there doing that. Dylan and I have a fun little story. He uh I was back at CRS uh pre COVID and uh his label gave away a free show. Okay. And the free show was given away to a program director here in town. And when they found out who won it, Dylan on stage says, fuck yes, I finally get to play Stoney's. That's awesome. It never happened. Oh, he didn't? They took the radio show to Gillies. Damn. So what did I do? I waited till after that show failed. And then I said, hey, I know Brandon Purdue over at Riser. So I called him yeah. and I was like, Purdue, dude, hook it up. Let's fucking get to talking. So I paid Dylan to come out here. We sat here. We talked about this. We still talk to this day. I love that dude. I love what he stands for. Yeah. Uh, um, he is neat. He came out here for a radio show, and right after the radio show, we, him and I went to dinner, and I'm like, you're yeah. not going to hang out with the radio thing? And he does whatever he does, you know? And so we yeah. go have dinner, and he tells me about this shirt idea he has. Well, I own clothing companies. That's the other okay. thing I do. So I Am Famous Enough is one of my <laughs> clothing companies. I'll tell you off the air what that came from. But needless to say... We're at dinner, and he tells me this idea he has for a shirt. My girl sitting right next to me going, don't do it. Don't tell him. He'll fucking have it done tomorrow. Don't do it. <laughs> so he tells me, and we shook hands, 50-50 partners on it. Yeah. And, and all the shirt says is Nashville recording artist. No it is, shit. So it is the greatest fucking shirt in the world. Twofold. For you guys, it's great because you guys don't tout yourselves as that. Yeah. Uh, I love it because I get a lot of regional artists that we might, that I don't say a lot. We have regional artists that come through here, and that's the first thing they say is I recorded this one in Nashville, or I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Man. Yeah. That means nothing. Yeah. Maybe if Axl Rose would have said, hey, man, I actually recorded this one in LA, that doesn't happen. That's not what happens. Yeah. Like nobody no. fucking says that. That's just that that just isn't something that's yeah. real. So it's kind of a joke. But at first he's like, dude, I'm not wearing it out in public. I'll wear it backstage. My colleagues will get it. Now he's like, I don't give a fuck because it's funny. Yeah. I gave one to Josh Miranda. He wears the shit out of it. He's like, this is the funniest <laughs> fucking shirt in the world. But that's my story with Dylan. I'm looking forward to kicking it with him this weekend or next weekend. Next week, Hell yeah, yeah. Get, get to hang out. I guess it's him. I've never met this Jason Cross kid. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if you know, know who that Jason, is. Yeah, but I follow him online, and that dude looks fucking crazy. So yeah. I, I know I need to stay away from him. Yeah, and, you know, I don't drink, so I think that's my blessing. I'd probably get in <laughs> trouble if I hung out with these guys and they're drinking. But I don't know. I am looking forward to North Carolina. You do you live in Florida or do you? I live, live in Nash. You live in Nash. I got split time. I got my house in Florida too. So because my solar and my whiskey company are down there, right? But I mean, I spend a lot of time. It's really I was I get this question all the time. They're like, "Where do you live?" I'm like, "Well, I live in Nash in Germantown, but then I live in Florida." Monell. You know, yeah, Monell's. <laughs> I went there for the first time. Did you? Uh, with my buddy Rob Harville. 
like, what was it, like two, three weeks ago, we went there, and it's like literally a sit-down round table. Grandma's house. Grandma's house, sit down, and we sat with all these random people. Yeah. And they're like, everybody just take a seat. She's like, your whole party's here? We're like, yeah. She's like, all right, we want to drink. And they're like, here, pass the plates around. Yeah. It's I'm the- like, dude, it's, it's just like round table Sunday dinner. What did they have for dinner that, that night? We had, they had a lasagna. They had, uh, um, they had like green beans. They had uh, something with like gravy. It's um, neat, right? It was just cool. I yeah. laughed because so I found out about that place. I sat in here with with uh, the Swan Brothers, and I asked him. I said, "When you're at home, like, what's what's one of your favorite places to hit up for food?" And that was one of the places that they said. So I was like, "Fuck it, next time I go there, I'm gonna check it out." So I went in there and I sat with. Uh, uh, I guess NASCAR was around there, and Chase Elliott yeah. sat at the table with us. Okay. I had no—I'm not a NASCAR guy, so I yeah. didn't know. My girl loves racing, so she was yeah. like, "You know who that is, right?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "It's Chase <laughs> Elliott," and I'm like, "Who's that?" And she's like, "He's fucking NASCAR." So I like look him up on my phone. I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking kind of cool, whatever." Yeah. But I love asking the question of when you're at home, where you love to eat. Like, what's your go-to there? And don't say Monell's because we already know that place is badass. <laughs> I've been there, so I've been there three times now, and it seems like every time I go there, it's on a Friday. I think when we eat, and so it's always I always get catfish, and uh, and I ain't mad at greens. I'm not mad at any of it. Fried yeah. chicken, I fucking love it. It's just because yeah. you don't get that out here. There's nothing yeah. like that. But like, what's your favorite place to eat in Nashville? <clears throat> favorite place I go to, you know, honestly, I go to E3 a lot. To what? E3 Chop House. It's yeah. a, it's a badass chop house. Okay. It's uh it's unique. It's um it's it's not far from like between Belmont and um Division, going towards like Midtown. Right. And it's uh actually uh Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean. So you know. Luke Bryan had that that black hat that he wears all the time that he's worn forever. Yeah, with the di- the uh, diamond it has the E and the three on it. Is that it? So, yeah. So that's E three. So um, that was like one of his first, like I guess, like one or his biggest, you know, sponsor um, at the time. I don't know if it still is, but I know it's he's still with them. And so that's the only actual store uh, location that he and them, uh, him and Jason Aldean, uh, partnered up. So there's like a there's like little areas with like the Buck Commander thing, and it has like the whole thing with the uh, Night Train, into, you know, R for Night Train Records. And um, so they got to, like, design and decorate. There's a rooftop, some of the best food, man. Uh, all, you know, uh, locally sourced, you know, um, beef I, from... I will check it out cans. next yeah, time. It's so there. good, man. So good. So E3, what, what what kind of food are we talking? You say chapas, it's just I mean, like steaks dude, and stuff like that? Steaks. I mean, everything that you could think of when it comes to steaks. And, I mean, they also have, you know... Uh, dates and they have um you know uh lobster mac and they have like uh different like macs they have seasonal menus they have like i'm so crazy ass cheeses like their desserts they do uh you know um freaking like dessert martini chocolate cocktail things like that is it they a big place ba- banana fosters is they it do. big it's a three-story oh shit i mean okay i'm thinking of something else all right, I'm Cream gonna have to spinach. look. Spinach. Like, I mean, I'll eat the shit out of that. Oh my god, I feel like a hog in a trough in a smorgasbord. How come it took you so long to get to Monell's? Well, because like I just, I don't know. I just never even. Literally, my buddy was like, "Hey, you want to grab lunch?" And then we found the spot, and then I was like, "You had heard about it, just never been, never or, or just never, never even heard about it." No, never heard about it at all. That's crazy. It seems. Yeah. It seems. I've just like searched, and he was like, "Let's find a place to eat." Like that sounds good. <laughs> I went down there the, the first time I ate there. Right across the street, down like two houses, is a fish market. Okay, it fucking stinks in there. Yeah, it stinks so bad. And I'm like, I'm all about that seafood life. But I was just like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, that street is pretty cool. There's it is a cupcakery there that's yep. badass. Uh, Monell's obviously is badass. And then they just right on the corner was this fish place, which I thought was pretty fucking random. That's for damn sure. And you got like Mother's Ruin, and you got um. You know, Sedona Taps, and you got some other, like, cool little spots. And there's, like, this green, I forget what it's called, green something. It's, like, this bar, and they do a bunch of stuff with, like, absinthe, you know? That shit will mess you up. I haven't had that in a long time. I was, I was fucked up. Let me tell you, the first time I had that, I ended up with um, a frozen can of peas on my knees because it fucked me up that bad that my knees hurt. And that's all I asked for was, (laughs) can I have a frozen bag of peas or corn or something like that? And it was a frozen bag of peas I put on my knee because my knees, of all things, hurt. Yeah. Totally. From weird. the absent. Yeah. Don't know why. I yeah. fucked me up, man. Like, Damn. The one and only time I've ever had it, and I'll never touch it again. I, ever. I, I'm here. It tastes like licorice. Licorice. Absolutely. And I didn't like that, because I don't like licorice, but I'd already paid for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I did it at a friend's house, so like we were. I guess they were having some house party. I don't remember. It was years ago. 
I just remember that when I turned around, it was like, uh, I need something frozen. And they're like, what do you want? And I guess just came out of my mouth was, do you have like frozen bag of peas or corn? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, can I have it? And I need they, it. They took a bunch of pictures of me just sitting on the couch with <laughs> peas on my knees. Maybe peas that's on why. My knees. Peas on peas my knees. Peas on my knees. <laughs> that's like it. Let's talk the rest of 22 for you. What's what's on the agenda for you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got, like I said, I got that event coming up next week for, um, it's the TPC Sawgrass uh, for the Wounded Warrior benefit. Then I have a thing for, it's called Cows and Cabs on the 12th. I'm going to be setting up some uh, liquor tastings uh, between now and the end of the year because my uh, whiskey in Florida just got picked up by ABC Liquor. Um, so I got 26 stores that it's going into. You sell just in Florida and Tennessee? That, Florida, that's it? Tennessee, Georgia, and uh, I got another one that's going to be coming. I just can't announce it yet. Cause Beautiful. I yeah. We just got out of. I need to get it out here. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I could hook you up a distributor, but my thing out here is like we, I don't want to say we've conquered here, but we're in all the majors here. We're in like six casinos. We're in a lot of bars here, which is rad. But we just got into Idaho as well, and that's a that's a, um, a state driven. So we have to sell it to the state, state, and the state sells it from there. Just like Montana, just like just like Utah, just yeah. like Montana, Montana, everything like that. So it's yeah. kind of that's a tough one. But they said once we get into one, the rest is I don't want to say easy, but the process is a little bit more simple. So Fluid, yeah. you're gonna work on getting your whiskey out there, so some more places. That'll mm -hmm. be rad. Musically, you've got those two events. Twenty three goals for twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Um, I'm already got studio time booked. Um, going into the end of May. Um, writing songs, getting on a lot of really my biggest goal next year is just bigger crowds. Yeah, you know, um, play the Country Kicks Cancer event this past last weekend, and it's about four thousand people there. Got a um, had an opportunity to uh, take on a main stage slot, which was a big deal for me because I was supposed to be an opener, and it was Walker Hayes and Jesse James Decker, Daniel Bradbury, Maddie and Tank, Craig Campbell, and uh, Jesse James Decker. I guess got sick, and so I wound up getting that slot. Beautiful. And so I wound up, you know, my buddy Quinn Bass uh, on fiddle and uh, Terry Adams on guitar. Um, we uh, got up there and just rocked it out for 45 minutes and got everything kicked up on the main stage. And it was my buddy uh, Kevin Pohl who's here with me this weekend for the PBR. He shot, put the whole sizzle reel together. And it was it was a good moment for me to be able to Dope. see that and to see, you know, that progress of going from just not being listed or being listed last minute to having your name on the main lineup. And uh, having the attention of the audience like that was awesome. That is pretty badass. Do you do you like uh, do you want a major label deal? Do you just want to keep doing what you're doing? I guess that's an open ended question yeah. because it's probably not fair. Because the end of the day is obviously the end of goal is being a musician is to be heard. But I guess the idea is clearly don't seem like one of the guys that would sell out. Yeah, and just do whatever, be that dude. Yeah, I think for me, like really, what it comes down to ultimately is just like you know if. If I like I told you earlier, you know, with Dirty Bird, you know, I own all of my masters. I have everything there. I would see it more or less for me to have an opportunity where I could maybe work on maybe some type of like a distribution deal or something like with just a management, you know, right? Get it really, you know, the good management would be valuable for me because it would do a few things. One, it would give me more opportunities to open for you know bigger acts, sure, and play, you know, get on um, some bigger tour legs. That's really my major focus. Who's going to take me, you know, and uh, bring me out on the road and just let me just like learn, learn and rock it out. Right. I think that's one of my favorite things is that um, I don't like doing openers here. We just, our stage, it's just, it, it just doesn't do well with it. Our green room setup just doesn't do super well with it. Don't hide my shit. Um, <laughs> there, you there you go. Romantical. Romantic. The guy, he's, like, he's like, don't hide my shit. <laughs> I know how this works. He's like, I know. Sizzle real my ass. Blue Valor in there. <laughs> I like it when when you see bigger artists. So like I had um, Lauren Elena come through here, and oh, she yeah. brought Spencer Crandall. Mm -hmm. I had Carly Pierce come through here, and she brought um, Ryan Griffin. Okay. Um, I took both of those off their opening spots and headlined them here, and both of them super successful at it. Spencer just played here like two weeks ago. He ended up bringing Adriana in, but he sold like 1,100 tickets. And in wow. this market, no radio no record deal no you know what was the push how, how, what was he, it he just I, he's just a very social guy okay uh, and just does what he does and um when he opened for lauren elaine i thought it was the neatest thing in the world because people were singing his songs yeah so his manager's name is jeff and when they got off stage i walked in the back with him I'm, and i'm the guy that um i'll tell you that i'm the guy the the spirit animal that goes ahead and I'm more interested in you as the young artist sure. than I am of, of you as the established artist. 
that's just who I am. That's what I do. It's what I love. It's my favorite thing. So when I when I look at situations with uh, an upcoming artist and they're opening for somebody that's a little bit more established that maybe brought the crowd in here or anything yeah. like that, I'm different. Yeah, I, I I pay more attention to the people that are trying to get there. Uh, that that translates very well into my love of sports. I would rather watch college football than pro football. Oh yeah. So, but that's just. I think that that comes with who I am. But when I looked at Spencer, he's very social. He writes good fucking music. Mm-hmm. He, 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 is a, he is definitely an artist that's human. Yeah. Uh, sitting here with him, get to know that he's a real dude. He's just like yourself, just a real fucking that's dude. It, you know? And, a, and a, a lot of them have to put on this this uh, their makeup and do their thing, and a lot of them don't. You oh, know, I did yeah. the same thing with Ryan Griffin. I love that kid. Yeah. Uh, I just love watching him go. Russell Dickerson is what we call our blueprint to Stoney's. Okay. First time he played here, 250 people. Seven times he's played here. The last two times we sold out both times, and wow. it was before yours, his yeah. single, Hit Terrestrial Ra- Radio. Okay. So, I mean... We like building brands per se as yeah, artists here. That's like ours, that's yeah. that's one of our favorite things to do, and I'll keep doing it. I enjoy doing it. It's the fun, and when you get up here, just remember us. That's the only thing I ask. Yeah. And the funness in that is, I ran into Cappy uh, last year. I was in Nashville, and I ran into him, and uh, I asked him just kind of as a joke when Luke was going to come back and play Stonies. And, yeah. And he was like, you know, truth be told, Toad, like w- one of his fondest memories and one of his favorite places as he's coming up was Stonies, and. The next couple of years, he was saying that he's going to go back and do this small town oh, tour thing, and I'm just Hell like, yeah. this badass. But something, some shit happened when he was here. He was out on the road with another artist, and that tour manager and his tour manager did not get along, and it was just, just dumb. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's dumb. Yeah, we all go to bed, we all put our pants on so the same, same way. way. That's it. But I don't want to say that I that I necessarily stood up for either one because if it would have been swapped, I would have done the same exact thing. But for Cap, sure, Cappy came in and said, "Thank you for taking care of my artist." And That's I was awesome. like, and I was just like, "Dude, it's something that I always do, no matter who it is." That's what I'm fond of. Like I treat everyone with the same respect. Just like I hate when people uh, lose their humbleness. Yeah, I hate it. It's well, I mean, because you like you know, but like you said, we're all the same. It's funny. I just was with Cappy like a week and a half ago. Yeah, I was over at uh, so uh, Doug was putting on. It was a uh, not, Pris- not not my friend Priscilla Block, but it was a uh, Priscilla first. They had a private event. His wife, you know, at uh, Lucchese in the Gulch, back in Nash and uh, Parker. McCollum has his new line, so he had his uh, this new boot, and they were doing a thing there, and it was like a private buyer's event, and then, like, Cappy comes in, so I'm, I was in there buying, I was like, you know, I'm gonna support this, like, you know, I'm in there just cutting up with everybody, I'm like, you know what, let me uh, get a new pair of Osher's boots, I go over side, I'm looking, he's looking at shirts, and uh, I just grabbed this uh, black, like, puffer jacket vest, you know, Yeah. and uh, he's like, hey, what's up, Brandon? I was like, hey, what's going on, Cappy, we're, you know, just there, I'm like, I was like, yeah, that's you should get that one. He's like, what? I'm like, I just got one. He puts it on, and then his old lady, she's like, she's, yeah, I like that. He's like, all right, we'll get it. I'm like, hey, look at that. That's so, pretty. Can you get to buy stuff? And I'm not even. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It was man. pretty fun though. He, but he always wears those vests, you know. But he's yep. he's lost so much weight, man. He's done a phenomenal job, and um, I just like seeing him being human again. Yeah, because when I'm yeah when I met him, he was not little. He, he wasn't. He was. I don't know exact weight, but you know, he was definitely up there. You know, and uh, to see him lose the weight, and I just feel like you could see the trend, the transition of like energy and. Well, he's living life now. Yeah, and he's like starting to like tone up. You yeah. know, I'm like, all right, Cappy, like watch so out. I thought right it was. Arms. I thought it was rad that. Uh, He's out on tour with Ashley McBride and Ray Fulcher, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So they're stop here. Well, I'm good buddies with Ray. Yeah, I was just talking to Ray yesterday. <laughs> I, I fucking I love that dude because uh, he he loves, I think who we are and what Stony stands for and everything like that. That whenever he comes to town and does these radio tours, he always wears yeah. a Stony shirt into yeah. radio. Well, I don't buy radio. I can't afford it in this market, and it just doesn't make <laughs> sense for us. Well, I got casinos here, man. Yeah. It's like really difficult. I mean, I'm just this this little guy small fish in a big pond that's it and i don't i don't have casino money but so i was in the back with uh with ray and i saw ashley i'm like when are you coming back to play stonies and she's like man whenever you invite me i'm like come on man i said i've invited you twice like i've sent in two offers and she's like well what'd they say i said they said that you were just too big to play at stonies anymore <laughs> so she tapped me on the shoulder she goes toad you know i've lost weight since then yeah and i was dude. cute she looks great too she was i saw that transformation when i was in colorado Labor Day weekend, Seven Peaks Festival for Dirks, and I was out there watching. I was like, she came out on stage, and I was just like, damn, like she's just, it's great. It's awesome. Like yeah. everybody's ready to go. And Cappy, I think one of my favorite things about him is he's just still his his career has accelerated so fast. Oh yeah, with such an icon. Yeah, uh, that he's still like I saw him at the show, and he he's he's like, Will you do me a favor. I go outside. He goes, 
you let me know what you think of the show after. Like, hit me up next week. And That's awesome. I still talk to him. Um, he caught wind. I was doing some booking at Life is Beautiful this year, which is okay. a big downtown festival here. And I do a country pop-up. Uh, a couple years ago, we just started it with some DJs and some line dancing. And then we oh, got yeah. into some cover bands and some line dancing. And this year, we did three DJs, um, two cover bands, and one, two, three, four. Four artists. Okay. So I did Tennille Arts, oh, yeah. um, Adam Warner. Okay. Um, listen to me, totally lose it. Jordan Harvey, and shit. That I was suck. the last one. And shit. And shit. <laughs> That's the best band ever. That and is shit. The best. But I thought what was super cool is that that Cappy's Camp got wind that I was doing some stuff there, and they reached out and asked if I could do something with Jordan Harvey, and I was like, you know what? Oh, Tanner Adele. That's okay. who the other one was. Um, but I'm like, dude, I would love to do something with Jordan Harvey. Brand new, got one single out, came across from overseas. He's from Scotland. Super neat kid. Um, but I'm like, it doesn't make sense for him to do the one show. So I opened up my doors here on a Saturday, and I don't normally do music on Saturdays. For just sure. Just so he could come in and play here, make a little bit of extra money, and make the trip worth it. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that that still being tied in with Cappy. And I'm going to do some stuff with Haley Witters as well. She's another one that, that uh, I, I want to do some stuff with. He got your promo. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> This guy's all right. I don't care what he you say what about him. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. But yeah, I mean, I just enjoy the, the the relationships in this industry. The country genre is like no other. I say this all the time: is that you guys all champion each other. Uh, you guys, when you get into a good click, uh, yeah. er, that's I think that's the neatest part of it all. It man, is. Is that you put out a single, everyone shares it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of my favorite way of finding out about new music is mm-hmm. through everything, and I and I do that. I'm very very aggressive with that when it comes yeah. to new stuff because yeah. that's what I love. That's my favorite thing. Well, I think that's like one of the best parts about country music in general is just like the sincerity behind it, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, I just feel like there's so many other genres, you know, between hip hop and pop and everything else, and their their focus is just I don't know, like you don't have the same relationship with the other artists. You don't necessarily have the same Well they're competing. Right. You know? Just going to hip hop. They all want to shoot each other. Yeah. You well, guys we just, just want. We just saw that. Yeah. We just saw that. Literally. <laughs> was that one of the guys? Game of from Dice from mm-hmm. from what was uh from Migos? Migos or, yeah. Yeah. Offset was Offset. I had one of them. I, think was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, Tell take. No, yeah. Take off. Yeah, not Offset. Yeah. I'm gonna change your name to. I mean, we we got to come. Like, I got a fucked up name in Toad. I mean, we just we got to come up with a nickname for you so you, we 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 could talk about you on the streets too. Move your bottle. <laughs> Dude, look at all this shit, man. I need one of these guys. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's, I did this. I was like... It's so funny that that uh, I I got a TikTok quite a few years ago, and I ended up writing my name as Toad Talk, T-O-A-D-T-O-K. I get more inbox messages asking for my name than anything. I, but I don't post a lot on there. Yeah. My goal of that was actually to show people the inside of the music industry. and Sure. Kind of like when an artist comes in, what the real life backstage yeah it's not as pretty as like they all think it is they like everyone has this preconceived notion of flying into town i would say hookers and blow do your show (laughs) get on a plane it's vegas and then you leave yeah i mean that's what i mean a lot maybe in the 90s that's what they did (laughs) but the ultimate goal was to have something like this where someone follows you around puts together the scissor reels for this kind of stuff and i can tell you at some point i'll have this um what's great about though is just like i you know Kevin came with me last week for, you know, the Country Kicks Cancer event. And I worked with him and my buddies, uh, my buddy Wells. Uh, it's uh, Welltail Media. And Kevin came out for my first, like, major video, which was Lockdown. And we froze our asses off. Like, me, Wales, him, and all my buddies and the cast that came out for it. It was probably, like, 19 degrees. Yeah. And we were outside of Franklin, Tennessee. And, dude, I swear to God, I was just like, I don't even think there was enough propane in the burner to keep our... We're all, like, sitting there like cold? this. Like, yo, like, how do we... Like, should we just come together and be like, you know, like... It was it was, it was, was nuts, man, but it's... Everybody sees the final product. And I think, in general, that's one thing in music that is is interesting. Every, whether it's the live performance that you have here at Stoney's, that green room, which you do have one of the most badass green rooms. Thank you, Thank you very much. Like, that's fact. Like, I was like, damn. I felt like I was in a hotel. I didn't want to touch anything for a minute. Dude, that couch? That couch is insane. So my friend Jen, who did this room, yeah. was at some event. 
convention thing was in town, called me one day, and she's like, I got this couch. Sent yeah. me a picture of it, and I went, oh, shit, that's badass. 150 bucks. That's dude, I probably saw that thing for like five grand all yeah, the Yeah, I believe it is bad. I believe well, maybe Facebook with the Marketplace. Use, or the wherever. use in it right now, maybe if I tell people who sat on it, maybe I can get 10 grand for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Morgan Wallen yeah. sat on that couch. Is there is there is there is there ass perspiration on there? I feel the I'm droplets. sure. I'm sure. Let me smell that. <laughs> this just went the wrong way. Oh, I did dude, totally the wrong quick, way. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's where that thing came from. And that's it's kind of awesome. like Chris, the guy that owns the place, he actually found the wallpaper. Okay. And it's epic. It is epic yeah, wallpaper. Dude. I, like I said, I was really blown away when I came here. So. Yeah, that room is, is is chill as shit. I mean, it's, I always joke when I walk by it, people are like, dude, do you ever just pop in? I go, no, if the door's shut, ain't got nothing to do with me. Because yeah. everyone's got... That's where this whole thing where I had like the, the backstage stuff of just... A lot of artists come through here now, and they've got the video team behind them because it's all about content. That's what yeah. it's about. And that walk from the green room to the stage is badass because every artist oh, that's yeah. ever played here is on the wall. Yep. And that's kind of cool, too. And that's yeah. that's kind of our giving back and the, the history. And uh, truth be told, those are all your friends. Yeah. I mean, and you, that's, you're, that's the best part. Man. That's kind of where everyone's trying to get to is that level and keep going and going and going. Yeah, every time you see them, you go to a new place that you've never played before, and it's like... You see somebody that's a, a good buddy of yours, and, yeah. and you're watching their career just continue to like scale, and you're like, man, you're like, all right, they did this through, I just gotta keep grinding, dude. I want to go back to Dylan Carmichael for a yeah. second. One of my favorite things about that kid is when he said, fuck yeah, I get to play Stonies. So he, he ends up coming back here and playing. It was a great show. We had a great time. Super nice guy. But as we are sitting here talking, he said he had a bucket list. On his bucket list was uh, to play the Opry. Okay. Did you know that he was the first employee to ever play the Opry? Uh-uh. He was a security guard at the uh, at the Opry, and he was the first employee to ever no shit. play the Opry stage. Number two, Stonies did it. Number three, Billy Bob's. So I said, here's the deal with Billy Bob's, brother. When you get there, just let me know. Right yeah, I see that. <laughs> He's like, I, I said, that. when you get there, I just I just, I just, just want to be, I will make myself there. You just make sure I get in. That's all I care about. Is But uh, that's kind of a goal. Like, I love I love championing these artists and getting to reach their goals and yeah. playing stuff like that. I love asking this question, then we'll get the hell out of here. Sure. Uh What's like your ultimate venue to get to play as an artist? Like, what's the one 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 venue that you hope to one day get to be at? Yeah, the two. Well, yeah, the one. Just one, brother. Just one. Just one. Damn, just one. <clears throat> like, what's what would be your bucket list venue to play? My butt. I have I have like two or three. Give but me one. One. Bucket list venue. Billy Bob's main stage to get my hands in the concrete. There you go. Okay, there's one. All right. So when we do this, <laughs> and it's your show, you're the headliner. Yeah. Who are you bringing with you? Oh, man, that's a tough one, though. Who am I bringing with me? Yeah, I'll give you a couple of those. Okay. Who am I bringing with me? You're headlining. Who's going, who's going before you? Because shit, if you're playing the main stage like that, you yeah. know that, you, you know that mean, you're already selling tickets. So Yeah, I mean, like, fuck. Who you throw like, like who do you want to share question. the stage with? Let's not, man. Like, like who are some artists that, that you would love to get out on the road with and, and give back? Like, let's just call it a couple years from now, you get to put this show together. Money's not an object, yeah. and you just get to share the stage with and your you buddies. Share, save with some buddies. Um, I'd want to share it with if I was up there, Billy Bob's. I definitely bring Co up there just because. Wetzel, yeah, man, fuck that guy. You don't like him? No, I love him. He's just—I just don't even. I wish I could afford him at, at Stoney's. He plays at Virgin. Uh, I watched him through uh, COVID recording. He just put the phone down and went live. Yeah, and I just watched him on Instagram. That dude's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, he's, I, he's I off mean, the damn chain. He—that—I didn't mean that in a negative no, way. No, no, I meant you're that good. in a in a in a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fuck that guy because he's just—he's like he reminds me of like a, <laughs> a, a like a Jared Neiman on steroids. Like, like he just seems like one of those dudes that parties way too hard for anything I, mean, I could ever be around. He's good at what he does. Yeah. I, him uh, also, uh, my buddy Palmer Anthony, man. I don't know who that one is. Palmer, man, you gotta look him up. He's I will. he's fucking awesome, and uh, he's new cat on the block. Like, me and him are kind of. That's why I was like, you know. If you're giving me like this like random option, then that would be kind of that cool setup. Also, an offset from me goes. Oh, sorry, go. <laughs> take off, right? Because I think it was, I think it was take off that has, right? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> He's like offset. We're gonna we're gonna sit over here and have a death list over here. <laughs> Who's next in line? The fucking South Park edition uh, right here is happening. <laughs> they killed Kenny. <laughs> um, but yeah, no them. Um, also it would be dope. Uh, Jenna Paulette. I like. Uh, she's got a new single out yeah. with. Um, um, 
Shit, Tristan Merez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. Um, That's funny. If I had, and and also, uh, man, I love uh, you know Cody Hibbard. He's uh, I know the name. I don't think I yeah, listened to the music uh, yet. Oklahoma lives in Texas, and uh, he's good. He just got a cool voice. You know, he's got some stuff. So that's bad. I'd probably bring those guys, and it would just be fun. It'd be definitely rowdy. Yeah, I would Sailors. go, and I would disappear during. Co's hang and then I would fucking come back. <laughs> come back. He's like, let's just get easy listening here. Let's bring a little more honky tonk. His his song Austin, I absolutely love. Uh, I listen to a lot of his shit, and um, he's he's an interesting character. Yeah. I mean, I just I hear I hear some. I won't call them horror stories because they're more like war stories of people that have survived hanging out with the dude. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go see him when Muscadine Bloodline and him were in town last year uh, during the ACM times, I believe oh, it okay. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I didn't, I had a, a show here. I don't remember who I had here, but Charlie and Gary have been killing it. Love those kids. Yeah, man. dude. I've, I've, I've been trying so hard to get them here, but the, the timing has just been off every single they're time. They're so good, man. And, and they just come up with good, they just come up with good stuff, man. Yeah. I heard their new shits totally, uh, a one. I haven't yeah. heard it yet, but, uh, um, listen to it. It's good. Yeah. Dispatch on 16th Ave, man, the album, it's a solid project. The, the GMC song that, um, they just came out with is it in a Chevy something a GMC GMC I might not have heard that one yet but I know they have some newer stuff coming yeah uh, there's uh, a band that came through here one of the guys in their camp does a lot of production stuff for him okay cool um so he was saying wait till wait till the new shit comes out yeah, you're gonna yeah, freak out on it but yeah, yeah something about a GMC is one of their new songs I Hell believe yeah. but dude tell people how to find you online yeah dude, you can go, go through the gamut of everything through the gamut of everything <laughs> we'll make it easy so uh yeah you can go uh, find me on all socials uh Instagram Facebook Brandon Bing Music uh brandonbingmusic.com for i'm gonna be updating like dates for upcoming shows and uh tour events coming up for end of year in 2023 um also check out bangtail whiskey bangtail.com or bangtail whiskey on uh instagram and all socials um you can also find me on tiktok trying to learn that thing that's kind of still the teeny bopper thing but I'm it's, learning it. it I think it's kind of necessary. To. You have to. Hey, Priscilla did it. Look what happened. Dude, <laughs> I look at uh, Lily Rose. Yeah, Lily. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Avriana, same thing. Yeah. She sang in her bathroom uh, yeah. a cover of Say Something, and that's what did it for her on TikTok. Yeah. It's crazy. Freaking, uh, you know, Ashley Cook. Yeah. Same thing. You know, her her uh, sister Jenna Cook was in, uh, was in my lockdown video but watching her, and then she got signed to Big Loud and off to the races. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Like that. This was fun. Thanks again hey, for the man. time. Appreciate you. Pear day was finally here. Classmates stare. I tremble in fear.